0: and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I am James Anderson, one of your hosts.
1: And I am Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time.
0: Correct, Colin, and here's the deal. Yeah. Most of the days in Agent Carter's life that we're going to see on screen are pretty busy. Yeah. And some of them are sometimes you just got to plan like sometimes you just got to take a second and get your ducks in a row
1: i think a lot of the times it's like it's a lot like you can have a very busy scene but sometimes what you have to do is you have to do an establishing shot right to let people know where you are right i think that's what this is this is the equivalent of showing the bell company building this is the equivalent of showing the front door to the house in full house this is showing the outside of Dunler Mifflin in uh-huh. The Office. And uh, one more is. Well, that was three. So I feel like that yeah. was the one. More. So hit, hit one um, more
0: to, to really break the humor up. This one's the, the not showing,
1: funny one. Go ahead. Right. This is the one of uh, where they show the rat uh, mm-hmm. and you find out that mm-hmm. it is the same newspaper stand outside in front uh, that is in Shang-Chi and you just didn't recognize it the whole time.
0: Holy crap. Wait. We've got to go change something. In oh, the God, timeline. wait. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, like, it's exactly, it's an establishing shot. It's sort of like a palate cleanser where it's like, we're not just going to go from, holy crap, the factory, to, holy crap, the next thing. Right. We're going to have a, a take you a breath You have catch and your see. breath. Yeah. Exactly. You can't just run, 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 run. Exactly. Run, run away. Exactly. Sometimes... It Berlin just takes your breath away. That's a Top Gun soundtrack (laughs) reference. So we are going to be watching uh, some of Agent Carter, but not as much as we will of other times. So here we go. It's going to be Agent Carter. Uh, And here, actually, we'll also see that this is the end of Episode 1 and the beginning of Episode 2, exactly where you'd expect your, that was, what an adventure. And okay, let's gear up for the next one. Right. So Season 1, Episode one of Agent Carter, start at 39.33 and go to the end of the episode, and there is no post-credit or, like, return from the break sort of deal, so you can cut it off when it goes to the Agent Carter thing. I was going to um, say, that
1: doesn't happen at all in this show, right? Yeah, this is Because no. this is before that thing. Well, and sort it's, thing, it's, it's in not TV even...
0: Shows. It's like Golden Girls, where when the credits happen, there's no stinger after it comes back for, like, one last joke.
1: Oh, I was going to say, that's definitely sitcoms that do that. Yeah, so in too, sitcoms...
0: Yeah, so a lot of time, but like we'll be watching Golden Girls, and it'll go to commercial, and it'll come back, and it'll just be credits. And Agent Carter is the same way, right? Agent Carter is the Golden Girls of the MCU, and I think we can all agree on that. So, uh, which then,
1: which person is which Golden Girl?
0: Okay, are we doing this? We're doing this. All right, here we go. Uh, Peggy is, of course. Um, it's hard because um, oh, we haven't met her yet. Okay, cool. All right. Peggy, I want to put her as all right, Angie's um, Rose. Okay. And then I'm going to say Peggy is Dorothy. Okay. I think that means Howard is Blanche. That works.
1: That definitely works.
0: And then who, Who's I Jarvis? mean, we could. Uh, we didn't do Jarvis. Okay, so Jar, that makes it Jarvis Estelle, which doesn't feel exactly right.
1: Okay, would Jarvis be a another secondary character and then you want to put like Dooley or someone like that in there or Chris or
0: Dooley would make a good Sousa. Yeah. Well, Chris would be, uh, Stan, um, the ex-husband of Dorothy, but, um, right. Yeah. Maybe Dooley as I could, you know what? Let's say Peggy is Estelle. No, is, uh, Estelle Getty is the actress's name is Sophia and, uh, Jarvis is Dorothy. That's what we're going to say. Um, Okay, now that we've covered that key thing, uh, then you're going to, uh, once episode one is over, you're going to go into episode two and you're going to stop at seven minutes and 49 seconds. There are, of course, like previously ons, but right. watch them or don't, it's fine. And here is what happens in this uh, in this day, uh, which actually is, we could say what day it is, but I don't have that in front of me right now. I can, though, and I will. Hold on. It's... um. Uh, April 17th, 1946, and here's what happens. Mm -hmm. Jarvis and Peggy do a back-to-back at the Automat to debrief on the previous night's events. Jarvis is going to look into Leviathan and also possibly never sleep again. Peggy writes down the address of the milk bottling plant that the truck that had the nitramine in it was owned by. Then she encourages the Madison Avenue guy to find a new diner with a fork. Jarvis watches her leave the diner while on the phone with Stark in his car. We'll talk about it. He ominously agrees that she's, quote, an excellent choice and that she, quote, won't have any suspicions at all. Peggy comes back to the Automat for dinner. She asks Angie to turn off the Captain America Adventure Hour radio program, and they briefly discuss Peggy's housing search. Angie suggests that Peggy move in next door to her at the Griffith. Peggy doesn't want to endanger Angie the way she did with Colleen. As evening falls, she visits one of Howard's secondary residences and is given a tour by Jarvis. She reluctantly agrees to stay one night in the very luxurious accommodations. Jarvis says that he could find no mention of Leviathan in Stark's files. Peggy replies that she couldn't find anything at the SSR about them. She also checked on the two men with the scars on their necks, but couldn't find any records of laryngotomy patients within the last three years, which means the men are likely not from New York. Peggy begins to plan for the next day. The milk factory opens at 5 a.m. Drevis says that he'll have the car ready, but Peggy says she should go to the factory on her own and then finds a white lab coat in Howard's closet of costumes. She will go to the dairy <laughs> hub. They keep calling it a dairy hub, which is good because I couldn't figure out what to call it. Bottling plant or distribution center or whatever.
1: It's, yeah, it's a distribution center, yeah. but that's but they would call yeah. that a hub.
0: Hub is, is cool, yeah. yeah. Um, With the Vita Ray detector from Project Rebirth, which should be able to detect which truck was used to transport the nitramine. Elsewhere, a typewriter types a message by itself to Demidoff, who we may not know the name of when this day starts or even until tomorrow, but that's okay, Um, the man that killed Colleen. Uh, Clearly some sort of connection has been established to another typewriter elsewhere. Demidoff says that the nitramine is with Leet Branis, the thief. The typewriter replies that Leviathan is growing impatient and that Demidoff should track down Leet Branis. Track down Leap Branis, locate the Nitramine buyer, and eliminate all opposition. Demidoff goes to a mob boss's house, kills the boss's wife, and asks him about Leap Branis and the Nitramine. The mob boss doesn't know Leap Branis, but directs Demidoff to Gino de Lucia in Bensonhurst. Demidoff then kills the mob boss and walks out. So, what a day it is for some of these people. Um...
1: What an end for some of these. Exactly.
0: People too. What an end. Just like the cold way that he uh, wiped his knife off from having had it in the yeah. guy's hand, and then just throws the napkin on the dead wife, and that's all we see of oh, the dead wife. Yeah, of just the dead like, wife. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Um, but before we get into anything, I have some. Uh, I have some information about some of the stuff we see. I have an Avengers ensemble. But first, I'd like to know any of your thoughts or feelings or connections or wonderments about this. Uh, Interstitial episode, basically.
1: I I just think that Peggy, like, okay, this is going to sound like very patting myself on the back kind of thing. But I want to be very clear that this is not that. This is a mm-hmm. little bit of one of those like flaws of of folks kind of situations. In this regard, this episode or these scenes make me recognize that there are a lot of similarities between Peggy and me. And that is simply that there are times where she refuses help, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like, whereas she knows that, like, oftentimes she is overlooked in many situations, there are times where there are people who don't overlook her and are like, hey, let me help you. Let me give you assistance. Let me give you this. Let me give you that. Like, there are people who want what's good for her or what's best for her, who want to Mm -hmm. be there and be a support system. And yet she's like, "Ha ha, no, right." And I think that right. a lot of that, uh, you know, just sort of comes down to like a uh, some of it is a little bit of like protection,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like with with uh, Angie of like mm, Colleen died, so I need to protect that person.
0: Um, you and hate so like, the obituaries are right after the at the want at the at the apartment advertisements, like yeah, it's it's like it's like someone's throwing it in your face. <laughs>
1: For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um And, you know, and so like, okay, I'm, I'm not necessarily trying to save someone from like not dying, but like I've definitely been sure. like, no, I, you know, I don't want this for that person or whatever. Like they deserve better. You know, I'm not sure. Gonna, I'm going to take this on so that they don't have to, you know, things like that. Right. But also like the amount of times where people are like, listen, you know, I get that you're in like a bad spot in this moment or whatever. Let me help. And then I'm always like, but it's embarrassing. It, right. it sucks, it hurts, or whatever, you know.
0: But they don't uh, really want to help. They're just saying that to be nice or whatever. Like, For sure, exactly. Been there, I mean, yeah, for sure.
1: Absolutely. Uh, no, but I, I just think that like, I, I, I do respect that, and I do um, recognize that. And I, yeah. I see that within both of us, and I kind of go, oh. Yeah. Because mm. when sure. I see her do it, I go, why don't you just accept the help? And then I go, hmm, surely that's a lesson that I should learn. And then I sit there, and I think <laughs> about it, and I go, nope.
0: And move on. Uh, so I, I feel you won't that, even let um, Peggy Carter help you.
1: I mean, pretty much. Uh, no, but like, I, so there's that. But then also, yeah. just like uh, as always, I mean, it's this is kind of I think the equivalent of the Phillips conversations that we would have mm-hmm. in uh, Captain America, right? Yeah. I think that one of the things that you're going to hear us say a lot in this, uh, you know, next set of episodes is going to be how much I love conversations between Peggy and Jarvis. Absolutely. They have some of the best chemistry uh, in the entire MCU.
0: I agree. 100%. Uh, genuinely.
1: I like the two of their, like their interactions, like, and also like how nice it is to have people who are platonic friends.
0: You know, I love
1: that. <laughs> like I think too often, and it's not necessarily just Marvel. I mean, like it's like, it's every type of genre. For sure. Every, everyone always is like the guy and girl best friend have to end up together. Yeah. You know? And like, I think it's cool to see not that.
0: Right. Or like one Katie of those gay Shang-Chi. or.
1: Right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, and I would say that that's always like the exception to the rule, right? Versus it being straight folks or, right. you know, bi or whatever, but like they still don't end up together yeah. kind of thing. It's very, very rare, but it's like really nice to see.
0: Absolutely. Um, Howard and, and, also, and Peggy are the same, I feel like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also think it's cool that, like, um, that he is such a wife guy,
0: yeah.
1: Jarvis, uh, but is also, like, not a piece of shit about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I feel like, especially in today's modern society, we see a lot of wife guys who end up being not good, but, like, Jarvis? Yeah wife guy for sure and is like an incredible like husband and like and also friend yeah. but like he is such like a yeah. good example of like yeah of of so much and he's he's great love him
0: my wife must never know like it like he <laughs> yes <laughs> she must never know. and it's funny cuz we don't meet her until season 2 in the normal way of doing this right and so it's funny to have... In season one, she's sort of this, like, specter. And then Is we... she
1: also the same actress? Or... Because I, I felt like her voice sounded different. But it's also like she's yelling from off screen. So, like, right. I really couldn't tell. I mean,
0: in this season, they established that it's in Budapest. So, I would imagine it's the same. I don't think she's credited. So, maybe it's not. Right. Um But... I mean, yeah. there's
1: very clearly an accent and everything like that. You know I mean? sure. Like it's one of those things where when she yells out in I don't remember if it was in this episode or what, but she yells out at some point to him in one of the things that we're going to be recording yeah. tonight. And I was like, that doesn't quite sound like her, but also like I would sound different yelling to you four doors down.
0: You know well, me? it was then, in when he was uh, talking to Peggy when she was at the club, like, hey, how do I defuse this? She's like, I'm home. And then we switch over oh, to season right. 2 she, episode she is 8. She's there too. Yeah.
1: She is yeah. there as well. Um but I meant specifically oh, you're right. in this one yes. where where she's like, yes. you know, leave the dishes and he's like, uh, I yeah. shall take you up on that, right?
0: Let uh, me yeah. say. I know I that's, that's not the next that's not this episode. Uh that's my thing. That's mm-hmm. my like I was like, "Oh, look at how he did that. What is happening? Mm-hmm. He levitated off the ground. What is going on here?" Um yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, I love Jarvis's relationship with women. I mean, like everyone he right. encounters, he's like respectful of and like a little bit of a nerd, but also like he puts himself out there sometimes. But it's fine because everyone knows that he can. Res- they, he respects people, right? And yeah, and he's seen some shit, and so
1: <laughs> like he's, and he's going to see more.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Buckle up, buddy. Exactly. So, um, I just want to do. All right. So here's what we have left. You pick where we go next. Okay. Choose your own adventure colon where we go next. I have an Avengers ensemble. I have information about Captain America on the radio, car phones, uh, some facts about stuff that happens in this episode. And we have our mm, marvelous, uh, segment.
1: Okay, what what page, did, what page did you go to?
0: What page did I go to? Yeah. Of what?
1: I just want to see if we got the same read or if we're going to split off here. Oh, <laughs> that's a finish it joke. Okay, uh, you I mean, was you like, choose your own It's all on so one I to,
0: Notepad. I don't know. Right. I'm, I don't, You're like, I don't get where <laughs> I apologize going. I just, for not meeting you where you lived on that
1: do, one. Let's do let's do Avengers Ensemble. I think Marvelous should be the last thing.
0: Okay, perfect. Avengers Ensemble. All right, so we don't have any new Avengers Ensemble stuff for episode one, but we do start a new episode. So, uh, episode two, season one, episode two is called Bridge and Tunnel. Uh, it aired on January sixth, twenty fifteen, the same day as episode one. So they done that. They did that thing where it's like two episodes, the brilliant two episode premiere of Agent Carter. Right. Coming up next after.
1: I was going to say premieres and finales or rather yeah. finales when it's the last season very frequently are always like
0: finales
1: when they're like, here's the, yeah, okay. Or they're like, we're getting rid of this show forever. Please just come watch the last two. We can't, we, yeah. we we're we rushing the end here. You know, they do that a lot. Too. I think it was,
0: I think it was, there was a show that I watched. I think it was Firefly where they're like, all right, this is done. We'll show you the last couple this summer and then they put out the last couple episodes that didn't air just like randomly in the summer after. Yeah. It's like Crazy. the biggest fuck you. All right. So, um so this was written by Eric Pearson, who also worked on Thor Ragnarok. Um so okay. that brings us to updates. Uh he is uh, working on writing Thunderbolts with someone else we've seen recently. Um is also working on writing Thunderbolts. People from this era of MCU working on Thunderbolts. Uh, it was directed by Joe Russo. Heard of him? Um, I had forgotten I had because I was like, this guy's name looks familiar, but he's not on my direct. Oh, right. Um, he directed Cap- not yet. But- not yet. Uh, we've seen him as part of uh, the single scene we've seen from Captain America: Winter Soldier, which he directed with his brother, not Joe Russo. Um, he <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, Updates since we ta- we saw him back with Captain America: Winter Soldier, uh, he directed the Great the <laughs> the Gray Man, uh, and then upcoming stuff he's directing uh, a TV series called Citadel, which could be a cool sci-fi sort of deal. It could also be you know a taut political thriller. Who knows? And the Electric State, see above. That could also be a sci-fi sort of deal or like. The comptroller's office is, is known as the electric state because this is where the electric company is. I don't know what a comptroller does. Anyways, get in the comments. So, <laughs> Okay. Um, I personally believe that a comptroller, someone said controller and someone else heard them wrong but wrote it down, and that's just how that works. We, we'll, we'll talk um, about it off air. It's, it's, it's not, not necessary for the episode. Yeah. All right, but let's get into it. No, okay. Uh, the radio announcer uh, is played... By Ralph Garman, uh, who has been on 230 episodes, uh, sorry, 237 episodes of Family Guy, six episodes of American Dad, one episode of Masters wow. of the Universe Revelation, Lego DC colon Shazam Magic and Monsters, um, Scripts Gone Wild, Batman 1990, 1966, Three Episodes of Robot Chicken, Lego DC, Batman, Colon, Family Matters, which I is a crossover I didn't know I needed in my life. Um, I don't I think know it's, if it's... it's not yeah, a crossover, think, but in yeah, my I head it is. Title, Steve Urkel yeah. teams up with Joker. Did I do that? <laughs> Did uh, I well, do that? <laughs> <laughs> As he like oh, kills Mr. You. Um, and he's like...
1: Muh.
0: <laughs> Laura, I'll pay, you'll be, I'll get my revenge. All right. One up. He was on one episode of The Orville. He was in the Lego Batman movie. He was in Samurai Cop 2 colon Deadly Vengeance, which.
1: Oh my God. Samurai Cop. Holy shit. What a pull that is.
0: You know. Wait, this oh, is Samurai Cop Samurai 2 Deadly Cop. Vengeance. Though. Yeah, I know, there, I know. But talking? I, know, okay.
1: I am aware of this. Those, Samurai Cop 1. Is, I okay. mean, Samurai Cop 2 is also bad, but Samurai Cop 1 is one of the best riff tracks I've ever watched.
0: Excellent. That
1: movie fucking sucks. And it's amazing because they did all these shoots where he had this long hair. And mm-hmm. then they, they left. They went on to other things, and he went to another project, so he had to cut his hair. And then they had to go back in for reshoots. And he didn't have long hair. So they put him in the worst wig you've ever seen. And it is so <laughs> clear when they cut to him in this bad wig. And it's so funny every time. Uh, it's, it's great. It's That's great. Awesome. It's an awful movie, but you should definitely watch it. It's a good Excellent. life.
0: Excellent. Um, he was in L- Lavantula, which I believe is a mixture of lava and tarantula. Yeah. Um he was in a million ways yeah. to die in the west he was in the live read of space jam with Bla- with Blake Griffin uh oh. one episode of avengers assemble he was in one episode of bones that is our theme for uh this week i believe yeah, is this, one episode of bones week, yeah. uh, sharktopus uh the oh, justice yeah. league heroes video game three episodes of celebrity death match and the and digimon the movie um he is as what uh i don't know Okay, sorry. Uh, what's this
1: guy's name? One more time. Sorry.
0: Ralph Garman. What I know him mostly as is he is one of Kevin Smith's best friends, and they've done podcasts together for years and years and years. And oh years and
1: years yeah, years. I recognize this guy. Yeah, yeah. And
0: he's like the biggest Batman fan. Like he puts, he makes Kevin Smith looks look a little bit like a casual Batman fan, um, which is saying something. Yeah. Um, so, oh, he's just uh, a
1: news guy in, in the Digimon movie. Wow. Man, let me yeah. tell you, yeah, at, that that series has come up multiple times for me this week. I loved Digimon, but let's not get off on a tangent. Let's
0: all right, we'll move on. So, uh, the uh, radio actor who's playing Betty Carver, uh, which is the Petty Carter, Peg, Peggy Carter stand-in in the radio uh, <laughs> radio play, is Aaron. It Torpe. does
1: make her a little bit petty, though, huh?
0: It does make yeah, Petty Peggy Car Car Carpool. Um, mm-hmm. So, Erin Torpy is uh, Erin Torpy. uh, She was in Marvel Heroes, uh, The Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Uh, Both of those, she played uh, Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman. Uh, She was in the video games Star Wars, The Old Republic. Uh, She was in God of War, Ghosts of Sparta, God of War 3, the Marvel Superhero Squad video game, God of War, Chains of Olympus, and one episode of Bones. Uh, In the Guard Guard of War uh, video game, she played Athena. And I think in the Superhero Squad video game, she was also Invisible Woman. Hmm. Uh, Captain America radio actor uh, is played by an actor who purports to be called Walker Roach. And if that's (laughs) his real name, I'm... That's crazy, yeah. Yeah. Also, to look at this guy, yeah. Um, And the only thing that I saw him in, I'm not going to say because it is in season two of Agent Carter. And that is it for Avengers Ensemble. Um, let's really quick talk about Captain America radio.
1: Yep. Go no, for it.
0: Didn't nothing. There's nothing. They did not do any Captain America radio shows, and I am baffled by that. I want to be wrong about this because. Um, Do you know why that is? No, why?
1: It's because they were at that time doing actual like visual serials. There's, uh, there are, right. they 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 had short.
0: Yeah, the short. I
1: guess yeah, technically. So they already had those. So I don't think they could have because I guarantee you that basically when they sold that right, essentially to make that, it made it so that yeah. other versions couldn't be made.
0: Right. I heard that that version, the 1940s like TV show version, version he's basically like. Kind of like the Punisher more so than Captain America. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> it's weird. It's it. I mean, it's a it's it's. Uh, I don't know how to describe this. It is very weird because it does not feel yeah. at all really linked to the to the comic. It just feels yeah. like they're like we're gonna put a guy in a Captain America suit and he's just gonna kill. I mean, that's it. I mean, like that's that's the only yeah. sense that he just he's just gonna kill. There's a it's weirdly violent. I feel like for yeah. the forties.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly.
1: And I haven't even been able to catch all of it because, like, some of it I think is not available anywhere. But like, I've seen right. some of them, and I'm always like, geez, wow!" They kind of oh, right. went for that, huh? And you're, you're like, kind of <laughs> waiting for him to like have like a dame. I hate to use that word, but like that's the how yeah. they would treat it. You know, like a dame being there sure. and being like, "Oh, Captain America is like all in a day's work." But I guess that's very Superman. But like instead, he's just like, yeah. "Hmm." Off to he's he's a little bit like let's find two more heads then. You know? Like, he doesn't sound like that, but it does, it does feel like you would not be surprised if this Captain America was a heavy smoker. You know?
0: Like he sounds like he's actually from Brooklyn?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey. hey! Hitler, it's time to take you out, buddy. Hey, it's nothing personal. It's just business.
0: I'm gonna take you down like I take down the sub that I get over at Geno's on 34th Street. Oh! Um and
1: he's like on 34th street you that is an inferior sub. Everyone knows original Joe's is the way to go. <laughs> he's, he's like, "Oh, you oh try, that's it. you're trying to you <laughs> sub-splaining to me? <laughs> Captain America?
0: I can forgive fascism and genocide, but this is too far."
1: And so and then the traditional joke of you can forgive fascism in the background, <laughs> you know. Bucky, just a passerby. No, it's just yeah. Bucky going. You can forgive, and he's like, he's like, what? not I... now, Buck.
0: <laughs> Even Red Skull's like, or the Hitler's like, wait, yeah. you can't. Wait, this he's is like,
1: wait, I'm, I'm confused. You can <laughs> forgive? No, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, but let me tell you about car phones, though, because Jarvis is talking to Howard Stark on a car phone. Yes, and it's the '40s. I just want to remind everyone that it's the '40s.
1: Right, and as a so, reminder, things exist in the 40s because Howard Stark.
0: But the car phone service originated with the Bell system and was first used in St. Louis on June 17th, 1946. Of course. Which means that Howard Stark right. just brought this ahead by like five months, which is I mean, fine. That's you know believable what I would to imagine?
1: Me. You know what I would imagine? I would imagine it's one of two things. Either he helped develop it, Yeah. Or it is that a situation of like, this is a prototype, and they're going, hey, you're an inventor. Can you use this to give us anything? We'll let you keep it if you can give us any kind of actionable stuff. And he's like, all right, I'll see what I can do for you, right? And he tries on and goes, hey, boys, you've got a fine product, and I will be keeping it. And he's like, he's tricked it out with his own stuff, but he's like, yeah, "Yeah, good good job, Bill. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'll, I think I'll recommend that the SSR put their uh, offices in your building, building. Exactly.
1: Oh, you know what, though? I I wonder if that's also part of it, right? It's like that's what I'm know, thinking. he has a deal with them, and he's like, hey, yeah. listen, since you're already working with me on a partnership, let's talk real estate. And they're like, <laughs> Exactly.
0: I'd like to real estate that I'm interested in your product. Um, so the original equipment weighed 80 pounds and there were initially only three channels for all the users in the metropolitan area (laughs) so oftentimes it it was just a heavy busy signal um later more licenses were added bringing the total to 32 channels across three brand three across three bands so i i'd imagine that makes 96 uh places you could call 96 lines maybe right that's just me multiplying though i don't know that that's how it actually works uh, the service was used at least into the 1980s in large portions of North America, um, and then also on October 2nd, 1946, Motorola Communications Equipment carried the first calls on Illinois Bell's telephone co- Illinois Bell telephone company's new car radio telephone service in Chicago. Due to the small number of radio frequencies available, the service quickly reached capacity. So, as Matt always, Skiwa Chicago about Chicago uh, four months later uh, than New York City.
1: Have you tried ray gun? <laughs> like that, please. <laughs>
0: this. Why did you become a cop? Give me your telephone. I'm 1940s <laughs> Matt Skiba. 1940s, Matt, 23s Matt, Skiba Matt Skidoo, the lead singer too.
1: <laughs> the lead singer too is very is a very interesting yeah. and good rhyme that you just alkaline activated.
0: duo because it was the 40s and we hadn't gotten to trio technology yet. Um,
1: on thirty-two bands.
0: So exactly thirty-two bands. It's basically Warp Tour, but it's in nineteen forty-six.
1: So <laughs> the,
0: the car te- here's how you remember the car telephone was basically the Warp Tour of its time. Now you'll remember that there were thirty-two bands. Then,
1: wow, that's a yeah. good. Hey, you know what? Good job, James.
0: Thanks, thanks, buddy. That is what we call enabling. All right, so <laughs> let's do um, three sort of trivia things. Um, okay. I didn't write down the one that was, I believe, a goof where, or sort of like a, a goof, but it also had a resolution to it, which is like, that's not where the brachial artery is on the Madison Avenue guy. She's, she shoves right. a fork in his side. And, but the, like, the one was like, there's a section where it's like, this isn't necessarily a goof, is like, she knows that, but he doesn't he know doesn't. that. Right. And so she's not risking his life, but she is, right. she's just, threatening him painful. in a harmless way. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Um, she says this. This fork is dull, but I'm very persistent, which is a badass. That's such thing a to good say. line. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the effect oh, of sorry, the wait,
1: sorry, real quick before you move on, I will tell you. I think one of the funniest things from any of the episodes. I mean, outside of like dialogue between Jarvis and, sure. and her, just like general like other characters passing moments. One of the funniest clips to me is Angie looking out through the little window in the kitchen as he's going, "Eh, like, nervously pulling just fat stacks of cash and putting it down, like, nervously kind of laughing and smiling, but also, like, clearly visibly sweating. And she's kind of like, oh, right? And she kind of, like, gives her, like, she clearly doesn't know that, you know, Peggy has just done this. She just sees the guy do this, and she's like, he's had a... I'm nice enough that he had a, you know, coming around, like she, like, kind of, like, feels really good about herself. It's very, (laughs) it's very cute, but also, like, it's very Angie and it's very funny.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Angelic is what we call it. Um, Mm. It's a, it's a, it's in the, I'm not enabling that one. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very good. I'll enable that one. Good job, James. All right. So, um, (laughs) the effect of the Leviathan typewriter writing by itself was achieved by placing a second typewriter under the desk and attaching strings to the keys of the first. During the scenes, property master Sean Mannion sat below the desk to type each message.
1: (laughs) That's crazy.
0: That's some DIY let's put on a show stuff right there. Like, we'll just attach strings to it.
1: That feels like, like, like live theater.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Angie mentions auditioning for the part of Betty Carver in the Captain America Adventure program. She says, I could have done that better. Um, And she said, it says the writers had originally planned for her to get that part and the radio showed being an even larger part of the series. So interesting. Yeah. So Uh, they wrote
1: that into it as a joke. That's so funny. Yeah.
0: I also Also, really. Oh, just Lindsay Foseca uh, did cost some people work, I guess, is what I'm saying, because they cut all that stuff. So.
1: Now, wouldn't it be the other way around?
0: Well, but like the people that were in the radio show only got two episodes or whatever. But if it was a larger part of the show, listen, she didn't do it. That's me being a silly. Yes, silly. Yes, say
1: that. that's you being silly because it's not yeah. like and it's not like because she chose to be Angie, they cut yeah. all those scenes.
0: She's like, oh, I'll be Angie, but I have some some stipulations, some provisos.
1: Right. <laughs> cut those bastards out, and they're like. That seems the a little, typewriter types no. it
0: cut yeah. those best. How's she doing that? Um, I mean, she's good
1: at theater, baby. That's what I'm talking yeah, about.
0: Exactly. There's strings attached to her. Um, you know, oh, uh,
1: I don't know. I, I, I love see. Angie and I wish we yeah. had more Angie. But me anyway. too.
0: Me too. For sure. Um, and then finally, at the diner, Agent Carter reads a newspaper obituary about her deceased roommate, Colleen. We mentioned already. What's that the date it was, on the paper? Does it say? Uh, it doesn't, but it says that the same yeah. paper mentions other people who have died in 1996, 2006, and 2009 really so i guess You're they are kidding just, me nope yeah so
1: i didn't that's incredible
0: that's no that's, that's imdb that's imdb that's not okay, me okay we'll have
1: to go look i'll have to go look and see yeah. if i can get a screen grab because that's crazy
0: yeah it's like that's come on insane. i <laughs> i certainly hope someone got fired for that that's the nerd from simpsons that's not me being um yeah me being that Nerd from Simpsons. All right, so that's all that I had except for our segment, mm, Marvelous. Shall I... And here it is. Is there a theme? Cool. Yeah. All right. There um, will be. Cool. And Mike, I...
1: I don't know if I have music for it yet. I haven't really yeah. looked, but I do have a clip of Mike going, mm, Marvelous.
0: Perfect, exactly. Or however Great. he does the delivery, yeah. yeah. Um. So in this uh, segment of Marvelous, Uh, We are going to be focusing in on Jarvis showing Peggy Carter around one of Howard Stark's less used uh, residences. Um, Jarvis somehow flexing for Stark, which is cool. Um, And there is free (laughs) scones and free coffee, I think. And Peggy quickly reaches over because she's English. And it's like, scones? Ah, need to get one of those and chew it on camera chipmunk style like her cheek bubbles out yeah. like it is like what I really like about Agent Carter one of the things I really like about Agent Carter is they're like she's gonna eat so everyone just calm down <laughs> she likes to eat and that is awesome and she's like mm, scone so we made some well I made scones Colin uh Acquired scones, which yeah. may have been an even more challenging challenge than me making in scones.
1: Well, Actually, was fucking <laughs> difficult. We can, we can talk about that.
0: Yeah, talk 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 to me about your your experience.
1: So, okay, I I think that there is a possibility that there are more scones readily available than I expect. But one of the biggest yeah. issues is that, like, if you type in you know like scones in New Orleans, whatever, next to nothing comes up. Yeah, There are very few places. And a lot of the times you would click on a place and they would say like, oh, this place has them. And you would click on and look at their menu and it was not on their menu. Mm. And so, but the problem was that a lot of these places are coffee shops. And so a lot of the times the things that are on the menu are more of like the bigger items, so like breakfast sandwiches or whatever. So sometimes I would go, I, they might have it. It's just that like, they're not advertising it necessarily on the website because whatever
0: like you'll uh, have and, toast like right. yeah we're yeah not gonna... <laughs> right correct
1: and like that's the that's the thing right it's like there were a lot of places where i knew they had a kitchen yeah for, like specifically not like it's just a couple baked items or whatever like there's some of these places are like we have even like meals later on in the day kind of thing uh so we cook and bake here right and so they didn't have like toast readily listed but like i mean it's like little things like that like Toast is is one of those examples, or biscuits, right. for example. And some of these places you don't see them listed, but like I've been there and I've had a biscuit, so it's like I right. know they have them. So it was just a matter of like I really need to find some form of like uh, confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I one of the things that I did find was the place that I went to, which was called. Um, I have straight up forgot the name. Of it. I think I think I went to Bread on Oak. Okay. I think I because I, I looked at three different places. I'm pretty certain that I went to Bread on Oak. Basically, all three of the places I looked at were not places I've been to before. So that's okay. another reason why I'm, you know, failing to remember sure. this name. Um, but I got coffee mm-hmm. and a scone because even though she, she didn't have coffee, yeah, you know, it was yeah. part of the deal. Sure. Um, the coffee was okay.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: We don't need to get into that. The scone was was good. I think what was fun to me was that like this was a scone that had like just a little bit of light frosting on it, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Like I've seen that in some places, like usually like honestly like Starbucks. Yeah. Um, I don't think a traditional scone has that, but like, you know, it was it was more like a drizzle in a way. To
0: each their scone.
1: Okay. See, once again, that that was good. I, I will enable that one.
0: Uh, Morgan could speak to just wh- where I was after I was done talking to them, and I was like, "All right, I need to figure out these scones." The scone puns were making me sad, <laughs> and my brain kept being like, "Here's another one," and I was like, oh, "Fine,
1: I guess I'll use it." Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I just feel like you know, I mean, I the scone was was good. It was like yeah. it was, uh, it's one of those things where scones i think can be unbelievably dry yes um i think it's very easy to fuck up a scone uh to the point where the very first time i ever had one you know as a kid was one of those things where i would have to go somewhere like with my parents or one of my parents you know when they were running errands or whatever like on the summertime or when school's out or whatever and like i know i went somewhere with my dad once when he had to like get a bunch of things for research or whatever for something that he was doing. And he was like getting coffee and was like, okay, we're at this Borders. You can get like a hot chocolate and like a dessert. And then you can just read this book while I'm reading mine. Right. And I think one time I was like, I'd like some sort of pastry. And he was like, you want a scone? And I was like, sure. And I had a scone from Borders. And I remember like halfway through being like, is it possible to get something else? Because it was miserable. Like it was crumbly. It was just it was I it was literally like yeah. like tacky. Right. You know? Um yeah. but uh point being though, is like I bring that up because I literally don't think I ate another scone until I was in my late twenties. I think I specifically yeah. remembered that moment being I was like, nah, nope. Yeah. But then I had a scone at an airport once, mm. like because I, it was like one of the only things I could get. Really early one time, and I was like, uh, okay, I I would prefer the scone to this other item that had yeah. like raisins in it or something that I didn't right. want. And then huh. I got the scone, and I was like, oh shit, this rules. This is yeah. good. Did you have raisins in your scone?
0: I, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause that's very, I thought that maybe that's what was in there because I could clearly see something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the final thing I'll say is that I, unfortunately, I don't remember where it was because this is like three or four years ago that I've had this, but like, the best scone I think I ever had once was a chocolate chip scone somewhere, yeah. and it was great.
0: Um, wow, that sounds good. Mm. Okay, all right, yeah. That I'm actually I'm gonna try and uh, that could be good. And I could I I think all right. I relate to your scones are dry experience 100 mm-hmm. percent like absolutely. Um, and spoiler, it's even really as. Even as I'm eating this now, some eight hours later, whew, it's 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 dry and 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 sort of <laughs> sort of crummy. But right. like if I put this in the in like in the microwave, I think it might be good. It might heat up a little bit and, and be good because it does say like you know, serve warm. And when I eat the first one, right? Amazing. Right. Of course, it's gonna be great. Yeah.
1: Here's a little a little trick for you. Yeah. Um, you could do one of two things. You could either put a coffee mug that has uh, some water in it in there right. or one of my favorite uh, tips and tricks is get like a paper towel, get it damp, lay it yep. over top and then yep. just toss the paper. towel.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Um, I haven't tried the, the coffee mug one, but I have done the paper towel one for sure. They also sell things I ran that out do of... that. Like oh, a, I'm sure a they do, gra- yeah. like a, it's like a, a grandma it's, you know, novelty or whatever, but yeah. it basically, it does the same thing, um, but you pay money for it. So, so yeah, I think this was a successful, uh, successful Those marvelous good, marvelous. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, I'm excited for one in season two that is going to be complicated and I'm yeah. excited about it.
1: F- my final note on this, uh, because yeah. we really should be getting out of here, but I- I'll tell you this so far, in my opinion, we have yet to have a bad marvelous. I'll agree like, with that. I understand, I understand that you don't like steak, but like, for example, when I was describing what I did to oh, make yeah. my steak, you were like, okay, that doesn't sound bad. You were kind of, you were kind of into it, you know?
0: Listen, I think I've established that if you put a steak in front of me and say this is right. dinner, I'm gonna eat it, and sure. I'd love it if it tasted great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I got, I got you, I got you.
0: <laughs> My, the way I was raised was that order of priority right. for.
1: You know, hey, final note here before we yeah. uh, head out. Um, this is a direct request to you, Feige, because I know you listen to the show. Thank you so much for being such a big, you know, follower. If you could do me a big solid and if you could just at some point in the MCU put birria tacos um, as like a canonical thing that people eat, I will love you forever because that is easily hands down like top five foods for me. Uh, but anyway, I think that's it. I mean, I don't have anything else for this. No, episode. I mean,
0: I am I think that, that I'm all tapped out. Um, Perfect.
1: Well, then let's yeah. tap out here. And do we have an Agent Carter sign out? Yeah, I've been. We we're trying
0: out? to work in the area of like decode the message or um, follow the clues or something, but uh, but we haven't really hit on anything specifically.
1: Yeah, mm. we've got to find something. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's something. I uh, we I don't know why. Like the problem is that there's nothing that's like a, a common phrase in this show, right? You know, um, or like a thing that was so funny immediately early on that we're like, that's the one. You know,
0: um, yeah, you want to say some words beginning with a okay? That doesn't make any sense. Social media, right.
1: <laughs> uh, do, mm, do we want to raid the Stark Vault?
0: Let's raid the Stark Vault, yeah. There we like go, that. because
1: yeah, oh, okay, that's good, that's good. I like that. Uh, all right, let's raid the Stark Vault here. And uh, what am I gonna pull out to steal away this time? Why, Ooh. it is a recommendation. <sighs>
0: One of those bad out. babies recommendations
1: yes yeah, absolutely uh it's uh it's actually a recommendation to go to our store www.scavengersnetwork.com slash shop and you can click on uh, timeline scavengers from there and you can find uh, some merch that we have um if I may if I might recommend uh, the thing that I am going to be asking for uh, for Christmas this year, one of the things that I'm going to be picking up this time, or rather someone from my family will be picking it up for me, uh, that it's one of the only things that I don't have from uh, from our show, which is a uh, Who's Freddy oh. a mug of mugs, which I love this because if you look at it, it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. It has 12 of the Who's Freddy Freds up on uh, on the thing. And I think it looks great. I love the design. I also love the fact that James knows all but two of them.
0: Hey, There's, um Yeah. Don't ask your family for it. Okay. Sure. Just saying. Just okay. don't just don't don't do it.
1: Sure. I Mom, ignore this. Yeah. Uh, you're not picking that up.
0: Get uh, something else.
1: Who's Freddy? Mug of mugs. Uh, it's great and uh, it looks cool. I had a lot of fun uh, making that design and um, I, I enjoy it. And also, sorry, my final thing about that mug specifically is that uh, when we make coffee mugs uh, for shows, we always include on the back side of the mug the artwork for the show that it's from. Yeah. What I love about this one is that instead of having the traditional artwork, it has the Chronicom timeline yes. alternate artwork on the back. So I think that that's cool. Uh, and I do hope that someday we have enough separate timelines to bring up that I can make just a mug that's just like a collage of all the different timelines. Yeah. I would love that. I'm I'm stoked for that day as well. Check uh, out our
0: new coffee table book, Mug Shots, coming in
1: 2027. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff on there. It's not just timeline scavengers. You, know, you can go to the Blink and you'll miss it, and you can find the – uh, one of my favorite additions is the t-shirt that I made that is the MTSD, MDC, nope, SCC and A show, which is the Mark, Tom, Scott, Travis, Matt, David, Shane, Craig, Carol and Alex
0: show. We should uh, add Tom back to the bottom of that.
1: And Tom. Yeah. And Tom. So pro- actually, we should put Tom in there three times now. Yeah, he should. <laughs> which would be very funny. That's very funny. Um, and also as you add on maybe another side. project I mean, yeah, at some we're gonna point, have to put in we're gonna have yeah. to add more names. So All get this Aquabats. one while it's still available.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god. But it'd be great because it won't be their real names. It'll be like an MC Back Commander
0: and M C B C uh M C B
1: C Yeah. Uh stuff like that. Anyway, so get this shirt while it's still in this version. Uh yeah. I really like this uh this design. It season looks wild. De-
0: season two design, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, hey, uh, may I, like I also Sorry, say,
0: um, if you want to see a piece of merch because something really tickled you and like you want to find something to wear, like something feels like it hit home for you or whatever, this isn't a guarantee. But for any show that I'm on, if you tweet me, oh my god, that was so funny, I'd love a shirt of that or I'd love a whatever, I'm at least going to obsess over that for a little bit and think about it and and whatever so it's not outside the realm of possibility that you can f- figure out a piece of merch that you want and and it'll be in the
1: absolutely yeah. actually you know that's a that's a great point and i think it's something that we don't talk about enough um but like this goes for any of the shows on the yeah. network for sure if you're ever listening to a show if you're listening to the lost years and you go i love the sweet little idiot hat but like they say on every single show what more do you need to know right like how do we not have like a t-shirt for that or whatever it's just because we haven't designed one yet but there's also not been like a request for one yeah but like if people want that i'll i'll sit down and make you know merch any day of the week yeah there just needs to be some like as long as someone asks for it it'll be there there's a t-shirt on unnatural 20s which actually isn't available anymore i just realized but there was a shirt that was available for like about a year that was called like mom said no which I threw together in like two minutes because I had the idea immediately all because someone said it on one of their episodes and people were like, God, I would wear that shirt. And, uh, we sold a few, you know, a few copies of, it. I mean, like it just simply was like, you know, someone wanted it. We made it. Uh, so there, yeah. there you go. That's the like a
0: Morgan needs a podcast shirt, which on the back says you haven't heard of this one. Like, so I can wear, walk around like a real hipster. Like, mm,
1: yeah. Thank you so much for, for sure. joining us for this one. We'll catch you guys soon for another one. As always, I'm Colin Parker.
0: I'm James Anderson. Excelsior. And my wife may never know.